for our message is thy kingdom come and we are focusing on the subject sending the subject what sending the bible says how will they hear if the word is not preached how will they hear if the word is not preached praise the lord how will they hear if the word is not preached so can we go together to the book of matthew Chapter 6, verse 9 and verse 10. Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10, and I read. It says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Can you say, your kingdom come. Can we say it again? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In my life. As it is in heaven. You see, when we say your kingdom come, we are saying we are desiring that the kingdom of God may become a reality upon us. It's not something that is distant, but it's something that we live. The kingdom of God must be manifested we must experience it. We must live it. It must become part and parcel of our life. But Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says here, he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The book of Proverbs 18 verse 10 gives us that understanding. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. So when we talk about the kingdom of God coming and us being sent, we are saying we are, we, are, we are running to the name of the Lord, which is a strong tower, which is a security, which secures us, which anchors us. You see, when, when I took the call, when the Lord spoke to me to become a minister, I had to run to the name of the Lord because that is the only shelter I have. And today I want to pass the same to us. That the Bible says, may the kingdom of God come upon our life. May you experience the kingdom of God upon your life this morning in the name of Jesus. I've got four points. I'm not going to be long. Then we'll be done. We have uh, one of our families. Uh, we have fed them well to go to Europe, to one of our churches in England. Amen. 
So the message specifically to them, but to everybody seated here, that all of us, we are called by God to make a difference in our neighborhood. The Bible says, how will they hear? How will they believe if there are no preachers? Zips. How will they, how will they hear if you are flying high? With the high people, but they don't hear. Who will go for us? Who will go for us? Who will go for us? Most of us believe we have a vision. Most of us believe that your vision is important, my career is important. It's a distortion. If your vision, your career is not saving God, something's wrong with it. Because the intent from the beginning was never for it to be for you, but it was for, for us all. Number one, God is still calling. Can you tell your neighbor, God is still calling, and I believe he's calling you now. Yes. God is still speaking. Amidst the many voices and bustling noises, God is still speaking. I, I received a phone call. I was, I was in a hall in a place where a lot of people were talking, and I was struggling to hear what was going on on the phone. And the thought dropped in my spirit that this is what is happening with many of us. God is speaking, but we can't hear him. In a sense, sometimes, even if we can hear, we say to him, shh, shh, I'm busy. You are disturbing me. Because most people believe to serve God is foolish. The Bible says it is foolishness to them that perish. Those that are dying believe the work I do is stupid. That's why every time you hear people talk about pastors, they say we are thieves, we eat people's money, we make money. The answer I can give to you is easy. Why are you not doing it if it's that easy to eat people's money? I mean, it's the easiest job to do, isn't it? Isn't it, Pastor Jeff? Yeah. If it's easy, everybody should be doing it. I noticed my mother used to sell some sweets, vegetables, and things. And the neighbors will be selling almost the same thing. Acha, everybody selling acha. Sell coke, everybody selling coke. It's easy. So if, if pastors exist for that, then life will be easy. Isn't it? So within the many voices, God is still speaking. And I want to believe that even now, God is still talking to some of us. The book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says to us, and also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Can you say, Here am I, send me. Say it like a minute. Here am I, send me. The question is, are you ready to go? Here am I. When many years ago, almost 20 years ago, we came to the city just after apartheid. It was difficult. It was just me, my wife, and my firstborn. We came into the city. And uh, when we make the call, we are going to be ministers. It sounded like stupid to many people. When I resigned and I said I, I am going to be a full-time minister, uh, many people were concerned. Will I be able to pay the bills? 
My, my father-in-law said to my wife, is Vini, he used to call me Vini. My, my brother-in-law is somewhere here. He used to say, Vini, will you live on donations? Can you tell your neighbor, there is a call upon your life. It's not about eating. Tell them, it's not about eating. It's about sacrifice. Yeah. If you are not willing to pay the price, you are not going to go very far. Yeah. If you are not willing to pay the price. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, it says, And I heard the voice of the Lord. Uh, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? I think Jesus and the Father, they were sitting there, and Jesus says, I think this time I will go. I will go. You cannot serve the Lord unless you are willing. You see, Jesus understood one part. The prophets have been sent and they've been killed. God has been sending people and they've been killed. So going simply means you are willing to die. Becoming a pastor simply means you are surrendering your life to ridicule some of our work. Where we are working, we cannot be paid. It's not possible. You can't be paid. Nobody can pay you. Just make peace with it and move on. And God will bless you some other way. Is that fine? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amidst the business of life and pursuance of personal goals, the voice of the Lord is still speaking. Hebrews 10 verse 5 to 7. It says, therefore, when he came into the world, when Jesus came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I come. In the volume of books is written of me. To do your will, O oh God. Hallelujah. I am a pastor because in the volume of books, it is written about me. Your name is written. You know, when we get born again, when we receive Jesus, the Bible tells us our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Yes. My name is written in the volume of the books. Not only that, here, Jesus was coming. He says, sacrifice. Most people prefer sacrifices and offerings. They are easy to give because they are detached from the feeling of hurt and pain. Now, people say, no, you know, you are too far, so I will give. Don't worry. I will give. Go away. How much do you want? We are told of a story that there was a big prayer. It's a true story, by the way. There was a big prayer meeting, and people were praying. And there was this young boy who needed 1,500. And as he was praying, because of maybe inexperience or so, but it was a good prayer. Lord, I need money to start my small business. I need this 1,500. And so while he was praying, you know, in the church, everybody's praying. You can hear some other people. He was loud. And there was another rich businessman sitting there listening to him. And they said he reached to his pocket, counted 1,500, 
gave him to his hand and said to him, please, you are making noise. <laughs> go, go out now. <laughs> you know, so the boy, for him, it was a great joy. God has instantly answered. But to somebody else, he was saying, you are making noise. We have got serious matters to pray for. <laughs> we have what? Serious matters. Critical things. Jesus is saying here, offerings and sacrifices you do not desire. He says, sacrifices and offerings you did not desire, but a body is prepared for me. Who is going to give their life? I gave my life for you. You are here because I'm here. I know you don't want to believe it, but it's true. When, when, when I heard the voice, I responded to it. And I want to believe today you are hearing the voice. And I want you to respond to it. The, the Macubelas are responding to that voice. It looks stupid. It looks risky. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. To the, to the wisdom of this world, it doesn't make sense. To that which perish, it is foolishness. But to us who have been saved, it is the power of God. Yeah, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. I was in Midrand. Midrand is full. I took pictures. It's full. It's full. Because I, I listened. I said I listened. When that voice spoke, I responded to it. Don't be jealous, change. Don't be angry, change. Don't criticize, change. Yeah, don't be critical. People are critical. I mean, we get, we get criticized a lot. Pastors are doing this, and I say it's true. We are doing some of these things. We are spoiling the work we are doing. But I want to believe God is not speaking to... That's why the Bible says many are called. You are part of the many. I don't have a special gift. I think those who... My family is here. They know I don't have anything special that you can say, yeah, this guy from childhood, you know, he could see angels coming up and down. There's nothing like that. I just heard the voice. And I responded. And I'm saying to you, the Makubelas, Maybe the voice might be faint. Be rest assured. <laughs> it's going to get clearer. The more closer you come, the softer God speaks to you. Yes. Those that are far, they hear God. God is shouting at them. Hey, turn left. Then he comes. He says, I heard God. He says, I should turn left. For us, we don't longer even hear the voice. We go by intuition. We have been too close too long. We already know what is the heartbeat. I, my wife doesn't have to say a lot. We've been married. We've been together for almost 30 years. Sometimes I don't have to say tea, please. While I'm thinking tea, it arrives. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, assimilation. We are assimilated now. It's easy to flow. Am I telling somebody? A body you prepared for me. A body you prepared for me. Is your body for sex? Is that all? And then you have AIDS and you die? 
And then you say, I lived a life. Because you slept with 10, 15, 20 women. Is that your life? Is that all that you have? Maybe I'm a fool. Because maybe I married one wife. And I'm keeping that one. Because I can't afford many. I don't have the time. It don't exist. It don't be there. Am I telling somebody? Maybe you're looking at your career. You say, I've got a golden career. I'm a doctor. How are you, doctor? Cool, cool. I see you are dressed well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're looking at it and say, I'm a doctor. I'm a busy person. You want to tell me, just inject and see people's bums throughout the day. And that, that is your life purpose. That is all. That is, that is all that you live for. We were told that, sorry for gynecologists, but we were told that when gynecologist sees a woman coming to their surgery, they say the, the waistline of a woman is a gold mine. They say, I don't have to dig gold. Even when you don't have to give birth by Caesar, the doctor will say, I recommend Caesar. Yeah, not all gynecologists, of course. And you say, because they can get 5,000 or 10,000 for that one operation. Yet, to give birth is 100 rand. Can go, shoo, the baby just comes. No effort. No effort on the part of the doctor. Is that all? Is that all your life is for? All. To push stethoscope. And say, breathe in. <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> That's serious. That's a serious job then. That's a serious job. A body you prepared for me. What is it that you are willing to give your life for? What is it that you are willing to die for? How many houses can you have? How big is your house? How many rooms do you sleep in them? Tell us, since you are rich, how many rooms? You have five-bedroom house. How many rooms can you see? Since you criticize us that we are giving our life for useless things, is not your house useless? The, the, the four rooms you are paying and nobody sleeping in them. Is there, is there wisdom in it? No, there's no wisdom. It's an illusion of demonic powers to make you work for things that you can't even enjoy. Yes. I mean, tell me, what are you doing in it? A body I prepared. This body was prepared for God's glory. Not for you to have a loan of five million and for the next coming 20 years to pay loans and never do anything meaningful. Then when I ask the children to say, give your life to God, you are saying, no, you are too young. I wish I, I came into the ministry much younger. I think I'll be too far. You will not know me today. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think so. If I came when I was 23, maybe I will be too far. I'll be preaching in the aeroplanes now, you know. One time, one time, one time we were flying. This is a true story. We were flying. I was with my wife. We were in the plane. You know, after they feed us, they switch off the lights and they say, everybody sleep. Or if you don't want, you can put some small light 
And when everybody just, I think, five, ten minutes after the switch of the light, one pastor stood up. And he preached, I think, for about... <laughs> serious, like in the bus, like we do in the bus. It's serious. International flight. You should have seen demons manifest. I'm telling you the truth. Demons manifested. I even got scared. <laughs> People have demons. When we are flying, and I said, the Bible says, we are fighting against principalities and powers in heavenly places. This must be the place. Yes. He stood up. He stood up. The, 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 the people, this uh, alias and the gang, they had to come and tell the pastor, please, hey, cool it down. Oh, you know, take your seat. This is not, this is not the bus to Malamulele. This is not. <laughs> Manifestation. A body you prepared for me. What, what, what do you live for? You want to tell me when you turn 65... You have moved from one house to another, paying loans. You have achieved anything. Hey, Mabunda. And say, I've driven all the cars. Maserati. Ferrari. Range Rover. What else? There you go. <laughs> Porsche, we don't include it on the cars. Just mini transports. Still a good car. Still a good car. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. A body. Can you tell your neighbor a body you prepared for me? Yes. I'll use my body to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody, to every everywhere. Number two. Descending call. Is the kingdom call to compassion. The sending call is a kingdom call to compassion. You see, because God loved us, He sent Jesus that through Him we should have life and have it abundantly. Hallelujah. The, the sending call is a call of compassion. You cannot minister to people you don't like. Yes. You can't, you can't reach people you hate. You can't minister to people you don't like. Yes. Many years ago, when we planted our church in England that they are going to, when I finished preaching, I make altar call. About 15 hands went up. Part of the hands that went up were white people, English, indigenous people, innocent. They've never seen me. I've never seen them before. But because I come from a very broken nation, I couldn't accept that they should lift up their hands and be born again. Because I realize I don't have compassion for certain people. Yes. You can't minister to people you don't like. I had to pray to God. Change my I didn't come here for Africans in the diaspora. Those who have run away from Africa, I didn't come for them. I came for the indigenous who brought the gospel to us. That's the mandate you gave me. Go and reach those people who send the gospel to you. Am I to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? 
Nations are waiting. Can you tell your neighbor, nations are waiting? Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. May you receive your healing this morning as you are seated in the name of Jesus. It says, But when he saw the multitude, when Jesus saw the people, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them. The reason why we go and preach the gospel somewhere is because we are moved with compassion for the people. Is that fine? They were moved. Jesus was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And uh, many of us, we know the work is, is a lot, but we are not willing to put our hands on the plow. Yeah. We think what we are doing is important. I always ask people, when you turn 60 or 65 and you go on pension and you look back, will you be happy? I read obituaries with intent. When I go to funerals, I want to read what is it that they've done. They'll write, you have gone to crash. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> and then they write, they write that you went to primary school and high school. They even write you were a prefect at school. And then they write your short career of working. You worked for this company and worked for that company and worked for that, and that's it. You must read the obituary of David, King David, when he died. The Bible says he saved his generation and he, he slept. He rested with his forefathers. His impact, even today, we still talk about it. If you were to die today, do you think people will be crying that you are dead? Possibly it will only be maybe one, two people around you. Many people don't care. And the reason is because you didn't care when you were alive. After you are dead, nobody even remembers. I said nobody remembers. You see, when we tour Europe, we go to Europe, we intentionally, the city where we planted our first church in, in England is rich with Christian culture. There are people who change the world that live there. Statues have been built. There are graves. People still visit today. They have become a tourist center. People want to see the first Bible translator. The guy died. They are not talking about his wife, his children. No, 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 no. They are talking how he has impacted his generation. Did you know that the translation of the, of, of the Bible into English changed the whole world? I said, did you know that the translation of the Bible from uh, Latin and Hebrew and Greek into English changed the whole world? You are seated here today because of that translation. The King James. May your life not be used for useless things. Amen. I said, may your life not be wasted for things that have no value. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
This is why Paul, when Paul writes, he says, I wish all of you, you were not married. I'm talking I'm married, but I understand what Paul is saying. <laughs> he says, when you are married, a lot of things will stop you. But he says to those who are married, Peter, live as if you are not married. Yes. Live as what? As if you are not married. Number three, so that I close. Did I read all the verses? Okay. Uh, all power is given and available to those who labor. All power is given and available to all those who labor. Receive the power of the Spirit of God now in the name of Jesus. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 to 6. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So I want you to understand as a shepherd that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, he's with you. So going away, being sent, you are not going in, in your person as an individual. You are going with everybody else. God is with you. The power of the Spirit is upon your life. And the mandate will prove itself true. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said the mandate will prove itself true. Yes. More people must be commissioned to preach the gospel. The nations are decaying because nobody's willing to pay the price. Have you seen people, they steal a cell phone. People watch somebody's cell phone being taken. And everybody folds their arm and they watch the thug. And when he, after he has left, they say, hey, I saw him coming, you know. But we did nothing. And the person says, what if he kills me? No, you are supposed to be your brother's keeper. Yeah. You are supposed, if you are dead, you are dead anyway. Shouldn't be a problem. Why should it be? The Bible says here, no man shall be able to stand before you. When you do the work of the Lord, no man will be able to stand before you. I've been many a times asked, oh, this politician is coming, this politician is coming. I always tell them the dream. You come to a church, you sit down. You're not going to talk. You are a member. You are a community. You see, politicians will come and they will go. Did you hear what I said? Politicians will do what? And they will go. So when they come to church, it's time for them to sit down because every time we are listening to them. And so every time I tell them, this is the drill, if they, if they are coming, we will welcome them. They must come on time, and they must not leave before the service. And our service is two hours, so they must be able to sit in to show that they are willing to sit down as they expect us to sit. Most of the time, they don't come. Because they want to come, they say, give us five minutes. They want to come. After they finish, they want to leave. They will tell you, eh, we have another meeting. Wow, you are busy. You are too busy for God. We will see when you die which heaven you are going to go to. Yeah. The Bible says the rich men, the rich men who used to go to the party drink expensive wine. When he died, he was crying to Father Abraham and says, can you bring a drop of water? And, 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 and Abraham said to him, you had your, you had your turn. He says, can you send Lazarus that he may resurrect from the dead so that others can believe? And he told him, 
there is Moses and the prophets down there. Vincent is there. He's preaching. They will hear him. If they can't hear him, they have no chance. A body you prepared for me. Your body has been prepared for the advancement of the kingdom. Amen? Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast out and to heal all the kinds of sickness and disease. Matthew 10, verse 8, it says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is the work of a shepherd. I've been doing this for years. I've been doing it for years. Sometime I was sitting in my office. I looked through the glass. There was a young woman coming. Yes, we was talking to one of our receptionists. I, I phoned the receptionist. I said, tell the person to wait. Because I saw a demon. And we brought the person here. We prayed for the person. When I finished, I said, tell me. He says, when I was a child, maybe 10 or so, something was put on my body and I was told. And this thing is manifesting. See, sometimes the things I do, it's not out of choice. They manifest. And here he says, cast out what? Demons. Cleanse the lepers. Heal the sick. And all kinds of disease. This is your call. As we go, the Bible says, freely you have received, freely you give. Hallelujah. Anyone who wants holy water, since you have come, we have visitors today. The tap outside is prayed for. You can come with 20 liters of water. It's not a joke, it's a reality. <laughs> we have prayed for it. Every, this water you are drinking in the church is holy water. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Don't need to pay anything. It's free. Freely received. You don't have to pray for prayer. I'll pray for you. When we finish here, we have got more pastors here. If you need prayer, we'll pray for you. You don't have to pay for it. Not here. Maybe when I'm not around, they will, they will start that kind of culture. But... Or oh, what, Pastor Jeff? We go, wherever we will go, we are freely received. Sa sacrifice is part of the calling. We have to suffer for the kingdom. We have to suffer. Lack of other things. Hallelujah. We make disciples through prayer in the Holy Spirit and the power of the word of God. Psalm 107 verse 20. It says, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word, he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. When we preach the gospel, it's for others to be delivered from destructive powers of darkness and their bad habits that they've learned over the years. He sent his word and he healed us. Matthew 28, verse 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Why we send people away, why we have shepherds, is that they commit the teachings of Jesus to others 
So that they themselves can commit the same to others. Amen. Heaven. Can we sing it? neighbor we work to go to heaven it's not for free <laughs> your a body is prepared yeah the body is given the body is given for us your body was not created for other things what we do is by the way but there is a real mandate hallelujah lastly while the worship team is here it shows you I'm done the power of discipleship is to continue in the teaching and the life of Jesus Christ. Paul put it this way. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Can you tell your neighbor, follow me as I follow Christ. Matthew 28 verse 20, it says, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. When we send you as a shepherd, we ask you, shepherd, take care of the sheep. The main issue here, we are saying to you, teach them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And it says, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So going away, you will not be lonely. That's one thing for sure. Yeah, you will not be lonely. You will not be lonely. The greatest joy is to, to see lives of men changed and transformed. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, we read it just now. It says, you therefore, my son... Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which you have heard among many witnesses, commit this to others. Hallelujah. As we pray. Is the way to the Father. Is the way for my salvation.